1: Let's ride with touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All
0: right, guys, we're back from that quick break. And uh, Nick, I want to talk about the only positive from this game, and that is the defensive side of the football. That's where you're an expert here. Um, <laughs> your, your boy, Caden Stearns, had a couple nice plays, two yeah. interceptions. Um you know, Justin Simmons, pack your bags.
1: No, uh, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 George, George, I'm joking,
0: joking, joking.
1: Oh, okay, joking. I know you all gassed up for today, but uh, I do,
0: I do think that there's, there's, there's opportunity for them to maybe have some different packages with him in there. I mean, he's playing really good football. I also wonder too. um, You know, <clears throat> do you play him over Kareem Jackson? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think you do, but he's playing really good football, so he's got to find a way onto the field somehow. I think, but. Uh, Nick, just what were your thoughts on the defensive performance? I mean, I thought they were just incredible. Gave them every opportunity to win that football game. I think they ran out of a little bit of gas there at the end, right? The Colts go down, get the the field goal to send it overtime. Then they get one in overtime. But still, every opportunity to win that football game.
1: Every opportunity, George, to win the football game. And and I don't know about you, but I was wondering with Randy Gregory being out, okay, well, how was uh, the team going to respond on a short week from an emotional standpoint? And defensively, they responded well. I mean, it it was to a point where Matt Ryan had no place to go because you had Bradley Chubb and you had Baron Browning doing just that bearing down on on him. And Matt Ryan's one of those quarterbacks. If you give him a little window, it's a little space. He's going to find the open receiver. And that's what he started to do down down the stretch. And things kind of change. Once Baron Browning left the game with a wrist injury, and I'm sure the offensive line for the Indianapolis Colts and Matt Ryan, you know, breathe a sigh of uh, relief uh, because of that. But Caden Stearns, yeah, man, he, he, uh, he, he, he showed up well, and I was really high on Caden when he came out of, of Texas uh, two years ago, and it's going to be an interesting conundrum that uh, Jure Arrow finds himself in once uh, Justin comes back. How do we get Caden Stearns on the field? I mean, he's been performing well. You just don't sit that guy on the bench. And, you know, we don't know how much time that Josie Jewell is going to miss, George. So they may be able to work something out where they find a way to get Caden Stearns on the field that way. But it it still gives the Broncos an out because uh, Kareem Jackson is on uh, the last deal of his contract. And that may be a nice uh, transition not to move KJ out. But this is how the NFL actually works. So since Caden had those two interceptions, I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway just because of that. Um, here, here is the Thursday night football right here, courtesy of Amazon Prime, the turnover chain uh, for Caden Stern. So uh, I will accept this award on his behalf, George.
0: There you go. Caden, uh, come get your chain. Yeah, uh, It's the only thing you guys won last night.
1: Wow. Uh, (laughs) Wow! Oh, you shoot low. You shoot low, George.
0: He deserves it. I will say he deserves it. He played great. Uh, I mean, he would have been the guy maybe on on the Thursday night football panel after the game um, because I wouldn't have put an offensive player on there um, after after that performance. But look, man, the defense is really good. Uh, I think top to bottom, they've just got some really good players. I think Bradley Chubb, two and a half sacks last night. I mean, the dude is playing some of the best football of his career, and he's on a contract year, so good for him. Um, you know, he's playing, he's playing phenomenal. Uh, you look at DJ Jones, he might be the best signing they had in the offseason, and they had some good signings in the offseason. I mean, heck, they, they traded for Russell Wilson, uh, and I think DJ Jones is playing really good football. Um, you know, Draymond Jones is playing well. Baron Browning, moving him to outside linebacker, I think played great. I thought Nick Benito – I know he didn't show up on the stat sheet in terms of, of the sacks like Bradley Chubb and Baron Browning. But when he came in the game, he was solid. He got after the quarterback. He, he forced Matt Ryan out of the pocket a couple of times. He played the run. Well, um, I, I thought he came in and played well for a rookie that has, you know, barely seen the field. And now he's going to see the field a lot, especially if Baron is out now for a while. But uh, then you look at the linebackers. I thought Josie was playing well. I thought Alex Singleton actually came in and played really well. He's super physical. Uh, The secondary remains, you know, phenomenal. Pat Sertan was great again last night. It seemed like they just didn't throw the ball his way a whole lot, uh, which is probably smart by them. Uh, You know, Damari Mathis, I wanted to ask about him. He comes in for Ronald Darby, and they they targeted him. It was very clear they went after him a few times. And I thought he held his own, and and he gave up some plays here and there. and That's going to happen with a rookie. But I thought Damari Mathis really came in and, and played good football.
1: Yeah, you know, he he is one of those uh, young Ricky Bryce spots. And uh, he, he had his moments both up and down. Uh, there was one moment in the game, I think he was uh, covering Alex Pierce, uh, who had a great, great night for himself for the Colts, which I thought was going to be an interception. This was right after Russell had turned the ball over and yeah. Matt Ryan threw right to Alec Pierce. And I was like, oh, that's an interception. And I was like, no, it's not an interception. And the one thing that I would talk to Damari about is the fact that this isn't college football. So a receiver can get up and run. And I think that's where he thought he was still back at Pittsburgh because, you know, uh, Pierce caught the ball and he, he was just kind of throwing his hands up in frustration. And you saw the veteran guy, Alex Singleton, run over and tag him down because Nick Berdino was in the frame too. And neither one of those young guys thought to tag the receiver down before he got up and tried to run. So this is where the learning curve is still taking place for both of those players. Did Nick Benito go out there and, and get on, get himself on the stat sheet? No, but he, he made game altering plays. And what I mean by that, just being a little disruptive, but it had it, come with it. And he, he looked a little gas as, as expected because I'm sure he would anticipate playing as much as he did. But to me, this is what, once again, George, I go back to this. Uh, the, the, the Broncos are two and three. This is why I'm not in a panic mode because I just look at certain things on this roster and say, well, certain things can be fixed. The personnel aspect that we spoke of earlier as far as having impact players on the offensive side of the ball, you really can't fix that right now. You just fix that with scheme. But the one thing that we do know is that this is a top five defense that we're looking at with the Denver Broncos. Once again, it's just like, can they continue to survive the season without losing more guys? That's where the battle starts for them.
0: Yeah, and Nick, let me ask you this, because I asked Bradley Chubb this last night, and I think it's an interesting question because a lot of these guys have been through this before on the defensive side of the football, right? They've had yeah. good defenses in recent history. They've put together performances that are good enough to win football games, oftentimes more than good enough to win football games. And still, they still somehow lose because the offense can't get it can't get it together, right? They can't score. So I asked Bradley last night, when does the frustration – start to set in do you get frustrated with the offense I know the defense always goes out there and says well we can always play better you know we can always hold them to zero points and that's a great mentality to have right But man it's got to be frustrating walk and and Bradley's never going to get up there and and throw people under the bus and none of those guys are I don't I don't think but there's got to be some level of frustration for these guys that especially these guys like Bradley Chubbs and I know Justin Simmons hasn't played but Justin Simmons Kareem Jackson some of these guys that have been here in Denver the last few years, I mean, at some point they've just got to be like, man, like, what more can we do to help this football team win games?
1: If there is a guy who I'll say George is, is frustrated, uh, I, I would definitely say Justin Simmons, right? Yeah. Because when you look at some of the guys on this roster, he is still one of the one. He's not the longest tenured guy, but he, he's been on the roster and with the organization for. Uh, long enough period of time where he has no idea what what uh, a postseason game is like. He has no idea. Right. And for him to have uh, played on teams where the defense was pulling their fair share of the weight, they just didn't see that same thing happening, being reciprocated by the offense. It is frustrating. Right. Because that was the idea of why the Broncos went out and gave up as much draft capital to acquire Russell Wilson, because they were going to bring him in, and he was going to be that main fixture that changed some of the outcomes in that dialogue, and it just hasn't really happened just yet. And once again, I'm not saying that it's not going to happen. When you listen to Ross, he, he says the same thing, and Daniel Hackett says the same thing as far as, hey, it, it, it's going to happen. It hasn't happened right now, but they have faith and belief that it's going to happen. And Broncos country is getting a little restless. Obviously, you, you described – you know, uh, from from the entire show, how restless you are and how frustrated you are. And listen, I am frustrated too. I am frustrated too. I want Justin Simmons to realize what it's like to play in his first playoff game. But the only way that can happen, George, is those guys in that room, they get together. Now, how often uh, will you get results after having a players-only meeting? I can't really say because it's all different from uh, different teams. But Whatever they need to do over this, this uh, next week until they get prepared to play the Chargers on Monday Night Football, they need to get together and do it because uh, Broncos country can't stand, you know, more of this being the same way. Great defense, offense, and eh, so-so.
0: Yeah, I I just can't imagine these some of these guys are, you know, just – I, I, look, I, you know, Bradley said after the game, he goes, we, we trust the offense, they're going to figure it out. We, we know they're going to figure it out. But, you know, they've been saying that for years. At some point, I just think the frustration, especially if they, if they lose next week, man, like you're sitting at two and four, expectations are low. And it's just, a, I don't know, man. Like, I think eventually the frustration is going to set in. So it's going to be interesting to see how the defense handles that. Because I think there's going to be games going forward that the defense is going to play great again. And it's going to be on the offense. Can the offense figure it out uh, and win them some football games? And I just don't know the answer to that yet, Nick. So um, yeah, I don't know. But let, let's dive into some O'Reilly oh, plays, Nick, and then let's get out of here. Uh, what is your 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 first O'Reilly oh, play or, or your only real O'Reilly oh, play? I don't know. I have probably like 10 O'Reilly oh, plays from this game.
1: Well, I'll start out with uh, special teams. Uh, McManus having that field goal blocked.
0: That was my yeah, first one. Going?
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, real? Oh, really? (laughs) So, so yeah, that happened. And I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? I I thought that was an easy chip shot. That's not 62 yard field goal in Seattle. Why is it that guys up front cannot make their block? But it just, once again, there's, there's always something. And that's been the problem with the Broncos all season long. It's always hashtag. It's always something.
0: Yeah, man. And in a game like that, you can't have that happen, right? And you look at the final score, um, and I think the Broncos probably win that game uh, if, if he makes that field goal, right? Um, yeah. If that's not blocked, they probably win the game because I don't think the Colts were ever going to get in the end zone um, at the end of the game. So I, I think that, you know, that's, that's a massive play in that game. Uh, my O oh really, my other O oh really, is uh, honestly both of Russell Wilson's interceptions, but really the second one, uh, where I'm like, it's another situation where it's a bad throw by Russell. Um, it was a bad decision. But my really is to Nathaniel Hackett. Why are you throwing the ball there? Hey, there's two minutes. I think it was two minutes and 19 seconds left. The Colts were burning up their timeouts. Worst case scenario, Nick, you're kicking a field goal going up six and all you have to do is keep it out of the end zone, which you've done the whole game. So you're either you're either running the ball and here here's, here's here are the scenarios Nick i put it in my head i said you're running the ball you're either going to burn some clock make them use their timeouts you have to kick a field goal maybe maybe worst 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 case scenarios melvin gordon fumbling the ball right but yeah. he was he was holding on to that thing we haven't even talked about melvin gordon he was holding on to that thing for dear life last night you could tell he was squeezing that ball so i don't think he was fumbling it and so i'm just like what is the what is the thought process there to even throw the football. And then for Russell to take that shot, it's like, what are you doing, dude? That You don't need that. You don't – you know, it just – it was it was baffling, and, and I just uh, – that was probably my biggest O'Reilly other than the field goal being blocked.
1: Well, was interesting about that particular play when he threw that interception to Stefan Gilmore, you know, Tyree Cleveland was in for Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the same side Sutton yep. would have been on. So once again, even though Sutton has performed handsomely uh, over the, the season so far, everyone knows, okay, well, that's Russell go-to guy. I mean, now you need ball distribution. Now, are you, You're a basketball fan, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so just thinking about this, you get the point guard he's coming down the court, but he's only giving it to one guy, right? It's almost like Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray running the pick and roll. Hey, man, there are other guys on the floor. It would be great if you try to get them involved too as well. So to me, that's what happened on that particular play. And it wasn't Cortland Sutton. And you had Tyree Cleveland. So you're trying to force a ball into Tyree Cleveland. And maybe Russell was just a little late on that throw. But I'm thinking Cortland's off the field. You have Tyree Cleveland who hasn't really shown that he can catch a lot of balls. No disrespect to him, but that's just being, you know, keeping it real. Find someone else on the field. That would have been an excellent opportunity to throw to who? Guess what? Our tight ends. But that's not how it worked out.
0: Yeah. I. You know, you bring up basketball. I wonder who's more cooked, Russell Westbrook or Russell Wilson at this point. And, and I'm a big wow. Russell Westbrook guy being from Oklahoma. That's my wow. guy. But uh, wow. he's he's struggling out there. But, uh, Nick, do you have any other O'Reilly oh, moments or do you want to get out of here? This, this felt like a uh, – a, a, a great podcast, but also a disaster of a podcast in terms of well, just the the stuff we talked about. Well,
1: the uh, the oh really moment, of course, is, is the fourth and one. You can't get any bigger than yeah. that, right? I mean, if you're going to go forward in that situation, could we not have had a more creative play? Getting Russell out of the pocket, maybe a sprint out, something getting him on the move, opposed to having him sit behind the offensive line that was kind of spotty throughout the game. So, you know, not really going forward or putting your best foot forward in that particular situation was definitely, oh, really, for me.
0: Yeah, just hand the ball off. Hand it uh, off. You know, uh, what'd you think, quickly, what'd you think of uh, K.J. Hamler's reaction after the game? I don't know if you saw the video of him slamming his helmet there. Well, what did you think of that?
1: I mean, that, that was a guy who was, who, who was uh, fought his tail back to get back on the field. And uh, he worked really hard to get open and he felt as though just like most receivers, I'm open, throw me the ball. Uh, I would have won the game based on that. Obviously it's a team game, but that was a guy who was definitely frustrated. And when he was asked the question of uh, his face, right? Said it all. It's almost like someone took a Sharpie and wrote it on his face because he was trying to, he was trying to pause to make sure that he didn't say something that he would regret. But trust me, once he got in the car, he said everything he needed to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of Broncos fans did last night. Um, I also let him hear at the game. I would say there was a lot of booze again last night, but yeah, all right, Nick, well, let's get out of here. Um, you know, I'm sure I'll, I'll take a chill pill this weekend. And uh, you know, when we get back to it next week, I'll be, you know, I'll take my hand. Maybe I'll take my hand off the panic button, or maybe I'll have some solutions for people. Because right now, I feel like I'm offering zero solutions to fixing this Broncos team. But uh, Nick, uh, thanks for joining me again. Uh, thanks for listening to my rant. Thanks for ranting yourself. That was great. That was great stuff. Oh, you no, you
1: you 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 pull me in. That's yeah, that's you my goal.
0: Yes. I've been, I've been wanting to break you. This is, I think episode 11, you know, it took 11 episodes to break you finally. So ah, that's what it was. (laughs) So uh, thanks everyone listening to touchdown Denver. Make sure you guys like subscribe, send it to your mom, send it to your dad, send it to your brother, your sister, send it to all your family members uh, and make sure that they listen too. So thanks for everybody tuning in. We'll see you guys next week.